Happy birthday, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast with your hosts, Jackie and Dan, the number one podcast on ApplePodcast.com, dedicated to the birthdays you know and love. So without further ado, take it away, Dan. sound great don't do that don't worry about it i am the one that has to edit this it's gonna sound so bad it's the halloween episode i know but it it doesn't no one it's an audio medium so get your screenshots and then we can take off the costume i'm wearing a bandana on my head underneath and it's embarrassing and i don't want you to see it it's well it's white walk walk off go put a big baseball cap on and then come back you're telling me i'm not allowed to wear my costume no, she can wear her costume. It doesn't make sense. It's an audio I'm medium. The mic. No one will know. It's a fun thing for me and my friends. It sounds bad. All right, I'll go fix my costume. She's so mean to her. No facial obstructions. Ghosts and goblins, a terrible fright. Uh huh. Vampires and Draculas that go bump in the night. Okay. Black cats and witches, with witches brew too. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween for me and Halloween for you. Nice, dude. Trick or treat. Hello? Trick or treat. Hello? Trick. <laughs> okay. Pick a card. The Joker. You win. Joker is the best card. Congratulations, <laughs> Paul. And congratulations, <laughs> listeners, on tuning into our fabulous Halloween episode here on Halloween, October 31st, baby, which is also. Tuesday, November November 2nd. 2nd. (laughs) And speaking of dates on the calendar, nobody knows me better than they know me as Dan, November 10th. And Jack, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, Yep. You are? Uh, October 12th. Jackie Lambert. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jackie Lambert. And I'm also Jackie Lambert today. Yeah. I'm actually Pipe Garfield, but I'm not allowed to wear my costume for copyright reasons. We went through the trouble of dressing up in costumes to record an audio podcast for you. Paul is dressed up as me. Uh, who are you again, Paul? Jackie Lambrose. I have this. I have a big. Oh well, it's actually really small because they didn't <laughs> have a bigger. This is a child's shirt. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. But it's a Bugs Bunny shirt, and it would be big on a kid. Um, and yeah. then a long craggly black wig, just like that. Craggly. Hair of my Jackie. <laughs> I'm not That's craggly. Not, not craggly hair. First of all. Burnt, burnt up black hair, singed. <laughs> wow, 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 wow! Folks, wow, wow. I'm dressed up as the main character from the Garfield comic strip, John Arbuckle. And I am Pipe Garfield, and I'm currently taping my mask to <laughs> my head. <laughs> I can't wait to see the welt when you peel that thing off. Thank you for joining us on All Hollows Ween. I'll be doing the guessing today because I'm dressed up as Jackie. Oh, oh nice. that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Give me a clue. It might be kind of easy for you because I think you might have picked out one of the people that I'm talking <laughs> about. Well, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use Pipe Garfield as my lifeline. Okay. Okay. All right, first clue. Go. 
Well, no, no clue. Uh, Paul, I know you usually don't pay attention when we're doing this uh, segment. You're twiddling the knobs. You got a whole lot of stuff going on. I'm usually eating. Yeah. Before we give clues, usually you just start off with what we call a raw guess. You just guess with no prompting, just straight out of the top of your head. It is the birthday of Dennis Kucinich. Wow. While he was one of my favorite presidential candidates and whenever that was, I have to say, ah. Ooh. I don't like that sound. No. Well, how about this one? Is that better? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. You do have a lifeline, though, and I think I see a big orange lifeline with a pipe full of smoke (laughs) coming out of its uh, mouth. Yeah. I would like to relinquish my guessing duties to Mr. Pipe Garfield. I would like to take your duties. Thank you very much. All right. I'll give you a hint. It's not Odie. It's not normal. Okay. Ooh, the the vet, the hot vet. Not the vet. You've relinquished. Not the hot vet. <laughs> Silence, woman. This is a man-to-man conversation. Me and my dad are speaking. <laughs> All right, pipe, take it away. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. I would like to ask you a question about a pan of lasagna that I left cooling on the windowsill a couple days ago. <laughs> pass, okay? pass. Next. Okay, All right. How about this one? How about this one? What are we doing here? Question. Let me ask you another question. I thought I'm guessing. Ask another question. What? Which celebrity has a birthday today? I'll give oh. you a hint. It's a m- right, right, right. man. Um, oh, God. I'm going to guess. Very, very famous man. Oh, very, very famous man? Well, it depends on what you're interested in. Sure, 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 sure. I never heard of this person until now. Oh. The... And I don't think that you've heard of this person either. God, I can't think of a single man's name. Sean Mendez. No, shout out Sean Mendes, though. I do like that song where he's like, girl, you got so much energy, you know? I don't know. Is it, I think he's a musician, Sean Mendes. I okay, I thought he was just like someone's boyfriend. Probably that, too. Gotcha. But this gentleman, I don't think was somebody's boyfriend. This guy oh. was a famous con man. Okay. All right? Okay. And usually we cover people like actors, musicians, puppeteers, comedians, <laughs> sure, showbiz sure. folk, right? Yeah. This guy, just a just a raggedy old con man, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he died in the uh, good old year of 1898. Love that. In Skagway, Alaska. Okay. So con Who is man, 100-year-old con man from Alaska. Well, he'd be about 150. Sure. 170. <laughs> Charles... Bouvier. Not a Frenchman. Not a okay. Frenchman. Not an ancestor of Yearn. Yearn? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a lot of hints, actually, because I do want you to guess this right, because it's we Halloween. Would love some, yeah. There's excitement in the air. If you get this wrong, yeah. it's really going to bring the energy level way down in the door. For sure. Yeah. Uh, his last name. He's got a first and last name, okay? The last name is a very common last name for men and women, and it's the last name that he shares with someone who has been a guest on our program a couple of times. Is it Jarl? It's a man who's been a, a man who's been a guest on our program a couple times. Oh, the a man's very, been a guest. Very common last name. Man Smith. Yes. Sycamore like Smith. Happy birthday. I was gonna guess Lloyd Braun. No. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. I guess he's kind of a con man. Mm-hmm. Um Jacqueline, his first name is is not actually a first name, it's a nickname. Bruno. No. Uh, the first name is actually a name that is never even used as a name, really. Actually, I think there was a guy in South Marquette that had an auto shop with this name. Cliff. 
No. Let me ask you something. Let me guess more muffler shops. There's only like three. EQ. No. This is like in that there's uh, behind the former Beefaroo, there was like a, there was some kind of weird complex that had several businesses in it. Yeah. My mom had a a seamstress shop there called So It Seems. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you'd be aware of this business. This, this guy used to come into the Beefaroo, but I don't want to get too off. Jumbo. Oh, fuck. It's a <laughs> it's a very uncommon first name. Let me ask you a little something, Jackie. I think I want to say it was around February, March 2020. There was this big brouhaha about this coronavirus going around. Remember that? Uh, yes. There was some guidance from, from uh, officials, public officials, saying, after you use the restroom, you have to wash your hands because we have this virus going around. You have to start washing your hands after going to the bathroom. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh, with hot water for 20 seconds. Okay. And what do you need to wash your hands with? Soap. And what would your hands be when you're washing them? Bubbly. No. Soapy. Soapy Smith! Wow. That old bastard. You did know it. Everyone knows that guy. You should have, yeah, you should have said, oh, uh. <laughs> what should I have said differently? Say he's a scallywag. Besides a con man that died in 1898 in Skagway, Alaska. Yeah. How could I have been more specific? <laughs> Help me out so I can do better in the future. Do your own job. I'm not helping you out. Oh, fuck. All right. <laughs> yeah, Soapy Smith. And there was a there was an auto shop called Soapy and Sons. Really? Yes. I think I thought that was a laundromat. I don't know. Soap and Suds. It had like a weird hand-painted sign. If any of Soapy's sons are out there listening, please call in and give us the scoop. <laughs> it seems all we have to do is mention South Marquette businesses and they'll start <laughs> following us. That was really weird. Anyone from the courtyards in Marquette, we mentioned them a few episodes ago. Jackie was kind of gently ribbing some of their typography on their sign. All I said was that they used a bunch of cool fonts. That's all I said. And then as soon as that episode was posted, the courtyards in Marquette followed us on Instagram, (laughs) which is a good advice for anyone listening. And also, who's on the inside in the courtyards? If you're still listening to this, message us, because I want to know. I want to get to the bottom of this. And you know what else I want to get to the bottom of? Who is Soapy Sons? Soapy Smith, as you said. Yes. Um, so he was a guy. He uh, was born on this day in 1860-something. And what he did, uh, this is true, he actually he would, he had this scam where he made soap. The soap was real. It was real soap. But he would say that in a few, it was like a Willy Wonka thing where in a few bars of soap, there'd be a cash prize. He'd say there's a $100 bill in this soap. And then he'd have these like public, you know, you know, like back in the old days, someone would like pull a wagon up and start talking and a crowd would gather. Yeah. Ah, so he'd be selling his soap and someone from the crowd would come and open the soap and they'd be like, I found a hundred dollars, which at that time is probably like a million dollars, you know? Right. But it was always like one of his guys. Sure. So it was this sure, scam sure. and he traveled around. I think he was from Colorado. He made his way up to Alaska in the 1890s during a gold rush there and he was killed. Damn. Now. That's just some bullet points about the life of Soapy Smith. And there's not a whole lot of, I don't want to say, you know, there's not a whole lot of documentary evidence left behind. I mean, this is before TikTok, Netflix, all that stuff. You know, there's not Mm -hmm. a lot out there about the guy. I did do a little digging. Went down to the public library. Got onto some of the microfilm. Okay. Okay. And I did find this poem. Uh, Let me pull that up. Yeah, written in the year 1907. First published in Manifest Destiny Quarterly. 
Wow. And it's called, yeah, I don't think that's in business anymore. It's called The Shooting of Soapy Smith. And it should give us some insight on the life and times of today's jolly good fellow, the late, great Soapy Smith. And here's a segment we do in every show. It's called The Shooting of Soapy Smith. (laughs) The dads and the boys were whooping it up at the smoky Skagway saloon, while the husky lad at the tack piano was ragging a cakewalk tune. A ruffian gang of 'er ne'er-do-wells sat stone-faced beside the bar. With aces high and gestures wild, the name of the game was cards. The rot-gut brandy was flowing that night, the gin and the whiskey too. The wine and the beer and the vodka and rum and gallons of Mountain Dew. Went in from the night, which was cold, by the way, cold and windy as hell. From there came a stranger who held his nose closed and said, Ooh, does this place smell? No blotto barfly had ever complained of the odor after only one whiff. It was then that the men at the card table knew this man must be Soapy Smith. Soapy reached down the front of his pants and wiggled his hand about to pull out his big bulging billfold and buy drinks for the boys in the house. His drippy brown eyes shot across the room as he spotted the gambling men. He staggered to their table, pulled up a chair, slurring, come on boys, deal me in. They laid down their wagers, the wayfaring wastrels, and cash hard and cold. And Smith laid down but a bar of soap, saying, this stuff is as good as gold. The game was go fish. The boys took their turns, and they were all having lots of fun. Yet the stout, sweaty boss of the card sharks neath the table was stroking his gun. He'd heard of this man that slick soapy Smith with whom he was sharing the deck, and Boss Hog knew deep down in his gut he should die and go straight to heck. Soapy cleaned up, no pun intended, the winnings he tucked in his billfold. Wobbling away, he said, go ahead and play, I gotta go dump out my asshole. With hot, boozy breath, the Alaskan lads swore to run Soapy out of their town. The boss flashed his pistol and grinned to the boys, let's catch him with his pants down. They stumbled and mumbled their way to the outhouse, the Klondike moon shining clear. And as they pounded upon the latrine door, a voice cried, hold on, I'm in here. They tore it wide open, and there Soapy sat, legs spread and squeezing out logs. The men opened fire, and when the smoke cleared, they'd straight up blown off his hog. (laughs) The blood pouring forth from Soapy's new hole combined with the potent brown waste. Such a strong, foul odor, Soapy fell over and puked his guts up all over the place. The sight of the soiled and sobbing Smith gave the boss an erotic thrill. As he came in his shorts, he barked to his cohorts, Boys, let's go in for the kill. They grabbed the poor soul, threw him down in the hole where the Skagway saloon-goers shat, and closing the door, knowing Soapy was no more, the gambler said, Well, that's that. Be wary, you traveling confidence men who make your fortune with flim-flam soap schemes. You might meet a fate that really isn't great, drowning in the poop and the pee. But I've heard it said that although he's dead on cold winter nights like this, if you listen close, you can hear Soapy's ghost whispering softly, Go fish. So, (coughs) happy birthday, Soapy Smith! Happy birthday, dude. That's crazy. Sorry about your hog, but... Gotta go sometime, so. I was hoping you'd start singing it like a sea shanty. I did consider yesterday setting it to music. Well, can we hear a little bit of you trying to do that? One, two, three. Oh. 
They shot him in the dick while he's taking a shit. And that man, they gold get Shigumi. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Sycamore Smith. Happy birthday. Speaking of um, sitting on the toilet and shitting out your ass, I'm going to take a small break and we will be right back. Yeah, I'm going to go throw a pot of soup on. Okay. All right. Well, our producer uh, throws a big old pot of hot soup on his uh, on his microwave. I want to tell you a little something about uh, one of our sponsors this week. <clears throat> Let's face it. Air travel has never been safe and it's getting more dangerous all the time. Every day, the front page of the newspaper is filled with more and more stories of plane crashes with higher and higher body counts. And what do all of these gruesome accounts of deadly catastrophes have in common? You guessed it, the black box was recovered at the scene. I couldn't be more excited to tell you that today's sponsor has answered the question that has plagued humanity for decades. Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? Well, wonder no more because the geniuses at Black Box Airlines have done just that. Each and every jet in their proud fleet is fashioned from whatever kind of hard plastic that is that they make the black box out of. And BBA isn't just taking the structural integrity of commercial airliners to the next level, they're taking the in-flight entertainment experience to the next level with every single flight offering live stand-up comedy from up-and-coming open micers with every routine focusing on the reliably rib-tickling topic of air travel. When you travel this holiday season, don't you want to feel secure in knowing that you'll reach your destination without meeting an embarrassing demise in some godforsaken Midwest cornfield? When you fly with Black Box Airlines, you'll no longer wonder why they don't make the whole plane out of the black box. Jackie, I just need to do a little check-in with you, okay? Yeah. Are you having a happy Halloween? Yes, very much. Okay. Have you got any trick-or-treaters at your door yet? Um, not yet. It's a little early, so we'll see. A little early because it is November 2nd, and you have almost <laughs> a whole year ahead of you before there will be any trick-or-treaters at your door. And welcome back, everyone. <laughs> welcome back. Jackie. Yeah. I shouldn't be talking right now. This is your segment. I'm going to sit back a little bit. Daniel. Are you? Did you know that not only is it Soapy's birthday is also someone else's birthday uh okay i didn't know that really guess who it is stinky smith (laughs) (laughs) could be but no okay no can i get one more raw guess yes please oh who's the woman from that one movie it's not her is it no kidman or helen no helens or kidmans or anything like that nope greta turnberg Nope. Okay. Uh, Greta. Different Greta? It's a guy. It's a Midwest rapper. Oh. His name sounds like it would be like someone's grandma's name. Like someone with like a transatlantic accent would have this as like a woman's first name. Like, oh boy, hello. My name is. Sure. Call me on the telephone. Delta 215. I'm not quite getting. Can you give me some more examples? I'm not quite getting what you're what you're referring to. If you would have a telephone in your home, it's going to be a big long candlestick, and you pick up the top of the candlestick. <laughs> it gets Irish after a while. I don't. I'm not it very does good. Get at a that. bit <laughs> Niles, the dog is on the couch. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> this jolly good fellow is not. He does not. So sound he like that. sounds like some some bitch from the 30s. 
His first his name does his Not name when he is raps. he doesn't have a first and last name. He just has a one name, and his name to me Ethel. Yeah, it's one of those names. Eleanor. Myrtle. But it's a really famous rapper from the Midwest, from like the early 2000s. I should know who this is. Oh, you know who it is, yeah. It's not M and M. It's just one name. That's one name, is it not? Oh, I guess M and M, that's three names. Um, Five letters, one word, one name. Hazel? Okay, do you want another clue? Yes, give me another clue. Thank you. He sings, he has a very quotable- Rap, isn't, rap is not singing. It's not music. He has a very quotable song that you would quote in a warm situation. Let me tell you something. Yes. If the guess that's going to come from my lips uh-huh. in just a moment is correct, yeah, I would say I totally understand where you're coming from with the name thing. Uh-huh. When when I hear this name, I think more of like a like a cowboy's horse. Sure, 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 sure. Like Soapy Smith would ride up into Skagway, Alaska, and he'd I get kick that. his spurs into the side of his steed, and he'd say, "Whoa, Nelly!" Yes, that's the guy. All right. Happy wow. birthday! Yeah, forty-seven. Forty-seven. Yeah. At that age, Nelly, put back on your clothes. Yeah. Wow, Nelly. Or whoa, Nelly, I should say. And yeah. wow, wow, Nelly. Yeah. Not whoa, Nelly. Wow, it's Nelly. <laughs> well, let me tell you. What I've done is I've just compiled a little biography of the jolly good fellow Nelly, and I would love to read it for you. Jackie, I have to admit, I'm kind of a music freak. I don't know much about Nelly. If you had any information about him, I'd be really open to hearing about it right about now. Born and raised in Ishpeming, Michigan, Nelly broke the mold for Midwest rappers when he released his millennium record, Country Grammar. This 17-track debut album Kelsey from Grammar. JGF and... <laughs> it's more like, hey. <laughs> Sorry. I'll stop. Because <sighs> <laughs> I did the Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This 17-track debut album from JGFN really did pave the way for Grammar to finally have its time in the spotlight when it comes to hip-hop. Nelly teamed up with a crew of country grammar scholars to learn the ins and outs of this dialect so that he could do the language justice when writing these educational tracks. Songs such as Track 2, entitled I Before E, That's How You Spell Die. Or the club favorite, Track number 9, Never Let Em See You Sweat. Full title, Never Let Em See You Sweat, colon, the Q sound when CU is used in country grammar. That's right, the way had been paved for grammar and language to be unabashed about its place in hip-hop. The very next year, Jay-Z released H to the Izzo, his instructional cipher regarding the spelling of his own name. Interesting. Nelly went on to address the urban housing issue in his second studio album, Nellyville, in 2002. The album's hottest single, Hot and Her, the rapper's ode to the ice caps, reveals the serious and impending disaster that is global warming. Lyrics like, I'm gonna make a million, turn that million into a billion, if not then I'm just gonna die, shed light on the capitalist grind and the structural unsoundness of the American obsession with the hustle. Genius aside, no artist is immune from the terror and peril that is the Kids Bop remix. That's right, our JGF was picked up by Universal Records, the same record company that makes Kids Bop's remixes. 
You know the ones, they take a popular top of the charts hit and they censor it down into a child-friendly version and then they have actual children sing and record the song and release a new album with all the children singing all the songs. Songs such as Smokin' on the Herb, which they changed to Chalking on the Curb, song about chalk. Fuck Me for Ransom, which they changed into Jumping for Charity. Strokin', title changed to Baking. A little snippet from that one here for you. Original lyrics are when I start making love, I don't just make love, I be strokin', that's what I be doin', huh, I be strokin'. Change those lyrics to when I start making bread, I don't just make a loaf, I be kneading, that's what I be doing, yeah, I be baking. So, happy bread, happy birthday to Jolly Goodfellow Nelly, born on this day, way back in the early 1900s. Wow. Happy bread. That was pretty cool, Jackie. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. The thing you read was pretty cool. And I guess you are cool for having delivered it to me and to our listeners. And to Nelly, I want to say... Whoa. I was going to say, maybe get some air conditioning installed, buddy, (laughs) because there's better ways to cool down than getting nude and you're going to sit on your good furniture and there's going to be... You're going to leave traces. (laughs) I tell you what, I tell you, it's hot in this bowl of soup I'm eating. Let's dig into that a little bit. Let's let's. There's a lot to unpack there, Paul. What do you what do you got? Chowder. That looks like tuna. Clam chowder. Yeah, it is chowder, huh? Or clam chowder. Care to explain or? No, but while I was microwaving it, I had this flashback to when I was in eighth grade and I used to microwave clam chowder in the lunchroom every day. That's not true. We went to eighth grade together, and he did not do that. I did. That was the only year that I did it. They had those, they had those little microwaves set up in the middle of the gym. Yeah, there was the lunchroom. There was one microwave, and no one ever used it. And I don't believe that you ever. I put did. I made in soup it. in it. Well, Jackie, what? I got to be honest with you. As much as I have thought about Nelly here and there ever since he splashed onto the entertainment scene, I never once considered that he had a birthday or that. Um, the other stuff about the grammar or the kids bop stuff. And so for me to take a little bit of time to myself to reflect on all these things, I think if I can send us to an advertising break, we'll come back and we'll do a segment that is the last segment of the show. Wild. Now listen up here. This is Eric from down at College Laundry, and I'm here to tell you about how it's bad to just take your pants and toss them out when they're brown, yellow, red, green, what have you. We're doing a special down here at College Laundry where basically what you have to do is just bring me your clothes that have stains. Uh, underpants, overpants, coats, top coats, socks, uh, hand care, handkerchiefs, anything you got. Uh, bring that on down here at College Laundry. I'm Eric. I'm going to go ahead and take care of them stains for you. We are doing a tie-dye special right now. Bring your browns, bring your yellows, bring your purples. I don't care what you got. Bring them in. I'm going to soak them. I'm going to clean them. If I can't get that stain out, I'm going to give you a free tie job. Free tie-dye job. Uh, all you got to do is mention this ad. Come in the studio. Sorry, come in the laundry place uh, down College Laundry on Barraga Avenue and give me your clothes. Tell them JGF sent you. We'll get you tie-dye, tie-dye job. Okay, so let's check in with a little bit of birthday news. Everyone's favorite segment that I am the host of. Our producer usually does this, but he's got a mouthful of hot, creamy soup right now. <laughs> Birthday cake glitter left six kids with heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> a Rhode Island birthday party ended in vomiting and 
wow, 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 wow. A Rhode Island birthday party ended in vomiting and diarrhea for six young children who ate a cake sprinkled with inedible rose gold luster dust, according to a new CDC report. The cake was painted with a thick layer of the glittery powder mixed with butter extract. However, the state health department found that the dust was labeled non-edible and contained excessive amounts of copper. What is it for? Yeah, why is it in the bakery if you can't eat I guess you're supposed to sprinkle it on there and then not eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Idiotic. The dust in question was marked as non-toxic, but that does not mean it is safe to eat. I think they could have just ended the article with, A Rhode Island birthday party ended in vomiting and (laughs) diarrhea. (laughs) Happy birthday. Let's go to that second one. All right. Coming up in birthday news, a little human interest story. Oh, Oh, baby. I threw my baby a birthday party, but only one person came, so now I don't bother. People always call me out about it. That's the headline. (laughs) (laughs) Motherhood sounds awesome. You know what? Because it's funny because if no one shows up at your at your baby's party, it's not because they don't like the baby. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> a mom has revealed that she takes her children on holiday rather than throwing them a birthday party. Sky Hitchcock, a mother of three, posted the video to her TikTok account where it has been viewed over 600K times. And then we see, Jackie, can you describe this screenshot from the TikTok? Yes. And when they do this, it makes it look really sinister. But what's happening is she is leaning over a child whose entire face is pixelated, uh, blurred out for, I assume, safety reasons, since 600,000 people have already seen its face. Back to you. (laughs) Thank you. She's crouched doggy, too. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like she's trying to stuff the baby into a suitcase for some reason. To go on the trip. It's just from yeah, far away, it looks ticket. like her tits hanging out and they blurred it. So that's why I was like, ugh. <laughs> that does kind of look like that. <laughs> I'm a mother. Don't judge me. The young mum and her husband, believed to live in the U.S., were childhood sweethearts and have been married for five years. Skye, who was 23 years old, and a mum to two boys and one girl. Jesus. This is a whole news article about a TikTok that the, the author saw? Yes, shared how she no longer does birthday parties for her children anymore. Instead, the mum chooses to take the kids away on holiday over their birthday celebrations. In the video, Sky writes, When people are upset that I take my kids on trips for their birthday to make memories instead of blowing money on a stressful birthday party. She then lip-synced to the lyrics, Fight Me by Young Snow. If you don't like me, fight me. Hmm. Wow. In the video, Sky was preparing to take her one-year-old daughter away on holiday for her first birthday and wrote, After nap time, we are going to the beach. It's all caps on beach. Hmm. Under the video, there were people questioning why Sky would go on holiday rather than throw a party. One wrote, They won't remember the party or the trip, though, at that age, so the trip is really just for you. Another user wrote, Jackie, you do this one. Well, you're rich, so you are privileged to afford both. I can only afford cupcakes and a home birthday party with close family. To which Sky replied, Paul, I grew up with nothing, not even a cake on my birthday. We have worked extremely hard to get this life. We don't take it for granted. She's 23 and has been married for five years. She's worked extremely hard. Although some people raised their eyebrows about the trip, Sky went on to explain in the comments why she doesn't do birthday parties anymore. A user commented, Yeah, so they can call all three days before the party and say they aren't coming, no thanks. Sky replied, 
Jackie? It's heartbreaking. We tried to have one party and nobody showed except for our best friend and her whole family. <laughs> you want a you want a better turnout for your one year old's birthday. <laughs> you really do. L L L L L mom L kid L family members. She said in another comment that when the kids are old enough and ask for a birthday party, she will do it. Lots of people could relate to Sky's problem, and many said they had thought about doing trips away rather than birthday parties. One user wrote, I'm thinking about doing this. I seriously have started hating the birthday party thing. You can get paid to write this. Yeah, I I cannot get over the fact that an adult professional journalist saw a TikTok, wrote a whole article about the TikTok, and then the comments section. Yeah, wow. Oh, baby. You guys ever buy soap from the old bank building? The antique store? They stopped selling antiques, but they're now selling soap. What are you talking about? Is, in Nagani? In Nagani. That's not true. It is true. Is it because you shit there so bad the one time they had to <laughs> shut down? <laughs> Everyone was so mad at me. Were you there, Jackie? <laughs> no. <laughs> the entire building. You were on the second floor and all the way down to the landing at the entrance. It was. <laughs> I always thought that was yeah. a fake toilet. It might have been because it, it would not go down. I thought it was just like an old toilet in one of the rooms. Do you remember the time that you and me and Claire and maybe Jay was there, went to the Ishwaming, uh antique store and, and I farted in one of the rooms and a baby threw up? Yeah. From the fart smell? Yeah. Yes, I do. That wow. was the no, that was the same that was the same one though. That was the same Same the store. old bank building. Yeah. Oh, that's why they had to shut down. <laughs> you, I, I was trying Those to boys from Marquette keep driving in. I uh, will never forget. I was trying to buy um, that King Crimson record that they had framed, and I was finally going to go buy it. And as I was asking you if I should buy it, you spray farted in your <laughs> pants, and a, a woman holding a baby was right behind you. And the baby just, without even crying first, went, <laughs> and then crying, and the woman runs out of there. <laughs> it was bad. I was all over we went to Bucks or something or other. So. They should, you know what? It's on them for being open on Saturday and Sunday mornings around <laughs> yeah. around noon. <laughs> You're gonna have guys in there. Make sure you got lots of toilet paper. Bucks certainly does. What about you, Jackie? Most when memorable did, fart. Go- well, just when did you go to the bathroom or whatever? Um, I was really sick one day and I was like really sweaty and feverish. So I was in bed completely nude and I farted and it sounded exactly like when the ketchup pre-cum comes out. And um, Oh, you shit at the bed. I shit the bed. I shit like brown syrup shit. And and, and I was not by myself. <laughs> I was making direct contact. I contact with my fiance and I said, I don't feel good that I farted. Then he turned out of the room and walked back in with toilet paper in his hand and he said nothing. He wiped you up? He just handed me the paper. Did you hold your legs up above your ears? (laughs) Yes, that's basically what I was doing. I was like on my back. (laughs) So it sprayed up out of my butt and then came back (laughs) into my butt. I've seen that bed girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's a man in that moment must decide I either leave now or I'm with this person yeah. the rest of my life. I he leave did, now he and give her all of my stuff. Shortly after that. Yeah, so. He didn't wow. say anything? He didn't say anything. 
He was just like, it's okay. (laughs) That makes it worse almost because you almost want someone to crack jokes or something, you know. I'm I'm the joke cracker in this house. (laughs) Well, that's not a joke. That's very serious what you did. We don't need a guest this week, Dan. This is fun. Let's do some... uh, afterbirth. Uh, afterbirth guesses, yeah. Well, no, because this is the proper show. I guess we can. It's a goofy old Halloween show. Everything's <laughs> a little goofed up around here. What's your hollow? What are you and Zan doing for All Halloween? Just hanging out, handing out some candy. You guys do that? Oh yeah. Last year I just put a bowl on the porch, but I might actually touch the children this year. Don't do that. Grab them by the ribs. Don't grab the kids. <laughs> Shake them up. <laughs> All right. Conversation Conversation over. Okay. Here's what usually happens in the afterbirth, folks. We get a little birthday news. We get a little bit of bonus guesses. We get a little bit of just everything. Bonus yeah. guesses. Bonalay. <laughs> Let's get into you- it. Yeah, do you want to get into it, or do you want me to get into it? I'd like to give, and let me just pull up my JGFs here. Well, I'd like to receive, and I'm spreading them open for you. Give me a clue. Here's your clue. The 11th president of the United States. All right. You want to see how good I can do? Let's see. Washington, Adams, Jefferson. You're going to sing the song. Oh, you mean the one that's like, oh, Washington, Clinton, Carter, and Ford, Nixon, Obama, Trump, and Biden, Biden shouldn't be in there, he's not a legitimate president, oh, Roosevelt and Roosevelt and Cleveland twice, don't forget that, Harding, Harrison, Harrison again, and Lincoln, Johnson, Johnson, Kennedy, Johnson and Johnson, that's so funny, oh, Reagan, Bush, Bush, Clinton, I already said Clinton, but this time it's Hillary, who should have been president. And the eleventh yeah. one, Jackson, Andrew Jackson. No, wrong. No, eh. it's not Martin, not Varton Van Buren. Varton, Varton Van Buren. This guy's last name <laughs> is a verb, but it's spelled incorrectly. Something you can do to your friends on Facebook. Oh, James K. Polk. Happy birthday, Mr. Polk, inventor of the Facebook Polk. <laughs> <laughs> So, James Kapolk, let's follow that up with a gentleman who did vie for the seat of chief executive president, but did not make it. This guy was, I think, ran for president in the 90s. Um, don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's very racist. Very racist. Oh, Dukakis. Man. Stop it. It's I'm not guessing. Dukakis. And Duke, what do you mean Dukakis was the, the he? What, what do you what do you think he did that was racist, Paul? That he was ran for Bush. president of the United States. That is that is an inherently racist act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This guy ran in the '90s. He was a Republican, and he was never like an actual. He never got the nomination. I'll tell you that. Okay. American politician and commentator, born on this day in 1938, born in Washington D.C. So that alone should be qualifying. If you're born in D.C., that should be a fast track to the White House. Now, I. Did not vote in the 90s, I'm ashamed to say. Um, I bet you voted this last time with that big blue wave, didn't you? You got out and rocked the vote, I think. You should have voted a little harder because we did not. This week was not a great week for our Democrats. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you know any famous... Let me try to find out more. I don't know if you know this guy. 
I don't know if you know this. He actually has the same last name as the president before Lincoln, if you know who that is. Just Ray Arthur and then Kennedy. <laughs> Clinton, Reagan, and Obama. Blank is an American paleoconservative political commentator, columnist, politician, and broadcaster. Blank was an assistant and special consultant to U.S. Presidents Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, and Ronald Reagan, and was an original host on CNN's Crossfire. He sought the Republican nomination in 1992 and 1996. In 2000, he was the Reform Party's presidential nominee. Uh, his campaign centered on non-interventionism and foreign affairs, opposition to illegal immigration, and opposition to the outsourcing of manufacturing from free trade. He selected educator and conservative activist Zola Foster as his running mate. Benjamin Kucinich. Oh, you did not get it. It's one and done. It's Pat Buchanan. Pat oh, Buchanan. I was you know say Pat Buchanan? Yeah, I know that. Gonna... I remember that guy. Yeah, He's like a guy that I, I know just uh, says foul stuff sometimes, I think. Sure, sure, oh, sure. Like sure. Fat Buchanan. Yeah. Is he a big fat guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh. No. Um, this jolly good fellow, born November 10th, 1970, is an American My rapper, birthday. songwriter. Wow. Eight days from now. <laughs> Why did I get the... Paul, something, <laughs> something's not right here. Just let it go. What? He did that with me uh, recently with uh, Trotsky. What are you talking about? He's an American rapper, Just songwriter, record producer, and DJ. Rick um, Rubin. This was the 29th president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> and was also all those other things. Yeah. Some ain't right here. Per, uh, Herbert Hoover. Uh, he He's known for his role in the West Coast rap scene with uh, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg. Sug, Sug Knight. Served from 1921 to 1923. Warren G. Harding. Warren G. Harding. <laughs> oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. Yeah. My man. All right. All right, Dan, back to you. Another president. That's funny. Um, November, November 2nd and November 10th, both Warren G's. That's interesting. November 2nd, 1913. We got another 100-year-old man on the docket, American <laughs> actor and producer. I know he was very, very famous in, in like the 60s and 70s. I got to tell you, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know anything this guy did. Let's look it up. Okay. Uh, he <laughs> shares a name with a Sesame Street character. Grover Cleveland. Nay. <laughs> Big Let's Bird McGee. No, <laughs> oh, Big Bird McGee's not that old. He's still acting. I th I think that the Sesame Street tip is enough to go on. Elmo Gustiev. <laughs> no. Ernie Ball. Bert McCracken. Yeah. <laughs> That's very close. Bert. McCracken. His last name sounds like it could be like a city in Great Britain, Jolio, England. Bert Wangchester. Bert Lancaster. <laughs> Is it good. really? Yeah, Bert I said, Lancaster. I said Wangchester. You didn't get it right. Yeah, you got it pretty close, didn't it? <laughs> That's really Got close. pretty damn close, didn't it? Oh, that got me. That was pretty, okay. that was almost as impressive as when I guessed Hillary Quinton just based on that. <laughs> A word that I can't say. I can't say this it's word. It's really easy to mock the British because I'm sure Wang Chester is a real place. Next president, please. This jolly good fellow was born in 1755. She was Ruff, the queen of France. What would Austin Powers say if he ever met former U.S. President Rutherford B. Hayes? Oh, B. Hayes. Yeah. He'd probably say R.B. Hayes. <laughs> the Queen of England, you said? France. Victoria. 
Wrong. C'est, uh, Brigitte Macron. This is the cake lady. Oh, Marie Antoinette. Yes. Happy cake day. And may I stick my neck out a little bit, no pun intended, and say um, that as a birthday-focused entertainment podcast, we would like to let you eat cake. Yeah. I never got that. Like, yeah, obviously let them eat cake. Like, why wouldn't you let someone eat cake? I'm ashamed to admit what you just so openly admitted without shame, but I also don't really understand that. Because <laughs> I, I saw people saying it today. I don't know if you saw, there was this tweet going around. Mitt Romney was dressed up like Ted Lasso about to have sex with Kristen Cinema. Did you see I that? did see that. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was hot. I saw that. <laughs> was, he was like, good girl not, or whatever. Yeah, not a good way to start the day for me. <laughs> okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a picture of this next jolly good fellow who shares a birthday with Nellie. Do it again, please. Hold on. Go ahead. I haven't done it yet. Hold on. I'm ready whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that jolly good fellow? Um, it's a very, very uh, famous man. He's from Friends, right? You tell me. Matthew LeBlanc. Wrong. David Schammer. David Schwimmer. Was that him? Yeah. No. Yeah. Show like... me again. Show me again. <laughs> okay. That's not David Schwimmer. It's David, literally David oh, Schwimmer. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Listeners, I don't know if you can explain this, but if you have a big phone, an iPhone screen, zoom in on David Schwimmer's he white face. He looks like Dexter when you zoom in. But when you zoom he looks out. He's like Gary South. Dee my experiments. He looks yeah, like Voldemort. You, you he has like no nose. <laughs> don't say that. So happy birthday. 69 years old. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. Cr- He's not sixty nine. Fuck you. Yes, he is. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. Fuck off. Listen, we bust balls here in the comedy industry. Okay, <laughs> if you can't take a joke, I don't want to hear from you. It's snowflake, our job okay? to challenge the identity of trans people. Okay. We're just soldiers in the war on comedy. <laughs> okay, I need to look up because this next guy. You might be surprised I don't know this guy because he is a f- American stage, film, and television actor and vaudeville performer. Born That's on your guy. In 19, born in 1901. That's your genre of guy. And I don't know this guy at all. Come on. So, yeah, you do. Shemp Lockwood. He was married to Frankus Gifford from 1938 <laughs> to 1943. No. <laughs> he made his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You were talking last night about Frankus whatever who yeah. wore the books on her head. <laughs> Frankis Jones. (laughs) She Okay, this guy, I almost just started describing him by reading his name. (laughs) I did that recently. It's really He's the son of a New York stockbroker. He landed jobs as an extra in short films produced by Paramount Pictures. I'm a short film guy. And also performed with several theater companies. Oh, he played the male lead in the 1929 Broadway musical Sweet Adeline. Quincy Longbottom. No, his screen debut in the 1931 film Bad Girl made him an overnight box office star. I don't believe that. I've never heard of this guy. Elvis Milano. He co-starred, much less ethnic name. This would have been considered a very unethnic name in the early 1900s. Zach Gravy. <laughs> no, he's not a big man. Um, <laughs> oh, he won an Academy Award. Randall Covenworth. He was, he had a regular role in the popular sitcom It's a Great Life, which aired 78 episodes from 1954 to 1956. You know this well, guy. Yeah. Frank Chudy. 
His last name is one syllable. Raw. <laughs> oh, this one you'll know. He died on September 1st, 1911. 67. Okay. Uh, age 65 mm-hmm. from complications following stomach surgery at Santa Monica Hospital. Shout oh. out Santa Monica Hospital. His funeral service in Santa Monica was attended by some 200 people, including fellow actors. His body was cremated and his ashes were... Burnt. Discarded. Str- <laughs> strewn at sea. Is Paul his name Chris? On that one. No, but it's a one-syllable. It's a, a one-syllable on each end of this guy's name. Tom. Oh, and there's a picture of him. There's a picture of him playing golf. You're gonna love this. Josh. Dan. You're close. You were close with Josh. James. Yes. Last name. Corn. <laughs> um. James Corn. Here's a hint. Don't you really wish this show was over? <laughs> One syllable, please. Done. James Dunn. Happy birthday, James Dunn. <laughs> you know James Dunn. Yeah, I mean. I know that. <laughs> he was on Route 66. Oh, my God. I should have said this. I'm sorry. This is my bad for not letting you in on this one. In 1962, Dunn played a clown in full makeup and costume <laughs> in an episode of Follow the Sun. I'm quitting the show and, if there's one and more saying clown. on the good ship lollipop from his 1934 God. film Bright Eyes. Every male actor before 1960 was a clown. <laughs> you had to pay your dues. You had to put the. All right, I have one more. Black face or clown face? You had to do one. I've got a super for zoom like for 10 you. Ten years. Okay. I forgot about this one. There's no other way in. <laughs> Chaplin, clown, Zeppo, clown, Three Stooges, blackface. I mean, the list goes on. They all did it. All right, let's close out with a little Garfield sketch. How's that go? Ready for Halloween? Put your put your mask on. Mask up. Show some respect. I'll put it over your mouth like before. <laughs> I can't. I'll hold it. Okay, so I'm dressed like John Arbuckle. Jackie's dressed like Pipe Garfield. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Garfield. Yes, John. Have you ever heard Garfield talk? No, he doesn't talk. Okay. He thinks. Yeah, he does. Yes, John. <laughs> yes, John. Whatever could it be the problem, Biggie? Okay, what's I'm sorry, up, we'll do it again. John? What what's up, boy? Garfield, you know that it's Halloween weekend and we're gonna have a lot of kids coming. I'm gonna have a lot of kids come into the house. Your kids are doing what? The kids are coming <laughs> in the house, Garfield. That is I can't be a part of that. Garfield, I need you to be I'm on your best behavior. I'm gonna go to Normal's house. I can't be a part of that. That's fucked up. Um well thank you listeners for enjoying our um little Halloween spectacular. I was working in the lab late one night. My eyes beheld a eerie sight. I looked at the monsters. They were there. Happy because of the monsters, I got very scared. We Happy did birthday. the mash. Happy birthday, everyone. The birthday mash. Happy birthday to Garfield's son. Oh, mama mia, mama mia, this is a crazy night. Werewolves of London and Dracula too. Happy birthday. Mummies, ghosts, and the big ragu. Happy birthday. Everyone was frightened. Everyone was scared because there was a big old thing that was scary. They did the mash. 